the Hope FM Breakfast Show, brought to you by Creative Dental Clinic Budapest. Get the dental health you and your mouth deserve. Visit creativedental.eu. That's creative, starting with a K and ending with a V, dentalclinic.eu. Well, my very special guest today is going to be talking about a very ambitious project, literally to prayer walk the whole of the BCP area. But before I do that, I think we should get to know him. Nick, very, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you for your invitation. Now, uh, I know that you worship at the Gateway Church over in Poole, and you have two congregations, yeah? Yes, we do. And you've been there about 10 years. About 10 years. But how did you come to faith in the first place? Um, my parents became Christians when I was about five, so mm. I was pretty much raised in a, in a Christian tradition, in a, an FIEC evangelical setting. Um, but I knew I couldn't live on borrowed faith, so somewhere between the age of about 12 and 13, uh, I prayed what I think you'd call the sinner's prayer for many nights, and I just kept doing that until I felt a real assurance in my heart that God had heard me, and by his grace, he's kept me for the last 50-odd years. Now, some of our listeners may not know what the sinner's prayer is, so for the uninitiated, tell us what it is. I just knew that I was a sinner before God, and uh, I needed to be right with him, and I knew that Jesus was the only means by which I could be made right with God. So I asked the Lord Jesus to uh, become my Savior and my Lord, um, and to uh, to look after me in, in the days to come. And uh, you know, my testimony would be that he has been so faithful, uh, far more faithful than I have, that he has kept me. <laughs> that would be true uh, of all of us, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, a lot of water has passed under the bridge. So what has that been like for you? Has it been plain sailing, you know, since you give your life to, to Jesus? Has everything been perfect? No, nothing is perfect in life, is it? Is it? But um, uh, I think the Lord um, tries us and tests us and uh, refines us. And uh, I've had some beautiful things happen in my life, uh, not least my wife, Jill, uh, who we've been married now for 44 years. Um, the Lord blessed us with four children. And we've got seven grandchildren now. We've and got that in common. I have seven grandchildren. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're a real joy. Um, and, yes, we've had some, some tough times times and sometimes when I haven't always been as, as faithful to the Lord as I should have been, but uh, his grace has always brought me back. But I suppose the real testimony isn't the mountain or, the, or the, the dip that we hit in the road, but it's how we overcome. And I guess that you've proved that time and time again during your life. Yeah, I, that, that would be my, my testimony, his grace. Grace has brought me thus far. Now, you had a very interesting job. I mean, obviously, I've been focusing on the health services just recently because I've had my own little operation and whatever and, and full of admiration for the fantastic people at the NHS. Of course, I hadn't realised until you sent me your little note that you yourself had worked for the NHS for quite a few years. Yeah, nearly 40 years. So what was the job? So I started life as a, a laboratory scientist and uh, over a period of time, uh, grew in that, um, took additional qualifications and eventually ended up as uh, a pathology manager at Peterborough for 13 years. Then I took early retirement because of uh, some ill health and we retired down here. I'd always intended to come back to Poole. We started our married life here in Ferndown back in 79, but we always intended to return here. 
And having returned, uh, I contacted the local lab and said, look, Jill and I are in the area. We're still state registered. If you want somebody to just come and work on the bank. To, to Jill work in the same she, department? Yes, she did. Is that uh, what you meant? Uh, no, it's not. We met at a party. Really, really, yeah. really biblical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but why not? Um, but uh, so um, we were brought back into uh, bank work at, at Pool. And uh, when they found out my background, uh, they said, well, you know, we've got two people retiring in a couple of years. You could take over. Uh, the, the management and I said not likely I've been there worn that t-shirt uh, because I felt pretty burnt out but sure, um, yeah. actually over two years I kind of regained some strength and resilience and uh, was persuaded to take on the role as uh, head of blood sciences and that's what I did for two years before finally retiring. Now you've been worshipping for the past 10 years at Gateway Church over in Pool. Uh, tell us a wee bit if we, if we went along to one of your services <laughs> what would we experience? I hope you'd experience the presence of God, because that's really what our aim is. Um, but uh, we have a, a strong commitment to worship, and our worship style is um, you know, fairly fairly modern uh, in terms of the songs we sing, although you will see from one of the choices I've made today uh, that they're not exclusively modern songs. Um, we have a very strong commitment to the Word of God, and so you will find some, some great preaching. Um, and we love fellowship. So the th- three key themes we have as, as a church uh, is adventure, purity and compassion. Adventure because it's a life of faith, purity because I believe you know we are called to live uh, in purity before the Lord and before our fellow man, um, and compassion. Jesus came to seek and save the lost and to bring good news to the poor, and so we have a very strong emphasis on outreach. And this prayer walking is one of those expressions. Yeah, we talk about that, and we'll pick up on the presence, though, because very often we we don't emphasise it enough, do we? That and do you think that when we come to church? We really expect God to turn up. I do. We do. You know, it, what, what is the point? Uh, you know, if, 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 if God is not going to make himself present, and he has made himself present through his son, Jesus Christ, you know, he, he promised that he would send the Holy Spirit. And so we come with an expectation that we will meet with God. Primarily we're there to worship the Lord, but we believe that he will speak back to us. God is gracious and he reaches down to his people. It's interesting, you know, because I was brought up in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland, and uh, uh, it was a great church, a very evangelical church, but I've never really heard about the Holy Spirit, mm. and it was many years afterwards that I, I did hear, and was really gobsmacked, I think would be the term, uh, and then being filled with the Spirit and being able to be, have the wonderful gifts and the power. Of course, Jesus said, wait and you'll have power. Mm. Whatever. But do you think that so many of us are badly birthed, aren't we, in, in a sense that we, we're not told really the whole gospel. So we, we know about salvation, we know about Jesus' death and his resurrection, but we may not know enough about the fact that Jesus himself said, I will send the Holy Spirit and he will be to you what I have been and give you power to live this Christian life. There are many people, of course, who have never really heard that. No, absolutely. But, uh, you know, Jesus' last two instructions to the disciples were wait for power and go into the world. And we haven't been very good at doing either in reality. Although, don't you think that because of all that we've been through in recent years and, and all the terrible injustice that we continue to see in the world that actually 
to know God's power both for our individual lives and for the church is absolutely essential. But do, would you say that there's a perhaps a greater openness? Even, even those of us who are in church, we're realizing that we need more if we're going to make a difference in this world. I, I think so, because the more we get out into the world, the more we see how great the task is. And so we need to have that confidence that we have the power and the tools uh, gifted by God to reach the world, to reach a dying world. So if somebody hadn't had any experience of the Holy Spirit and they, and they wanted to say to God, will you fill me? How do they do that? Pray, ask. Uh, you know, Jesus said, uh, you know, our father uh, is a good gi- father and he, he gives good gifts to his children and uh, asks that you may receive. Um, so if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me uh, and I'll cause rivers of living water to flow out of him. You know, Jesus doesn't say these words lightly. Um, and so we need to take him at his word and we need to plead his promises. And that's been a feature of my praying as I've walked is to plead some of the promises that are there in Scripture. Well, as I cannot tell, they're sung by the Salisbury Cathedral Choir and, of course, Nick's uh, first choice of music today. Now, you've taken that to church, Gateway Church, have taken on this amazing challenge of prayer walking, not just the roads around the church, but actually the whole of the BCP area. Where did this idea, this concept come from, Nick? Uh, Well, we have a a strong ethos of prayer within the church, and uh, for the first three weeks of each new year, we we have a season of prayer and fasting. Um, And this challenge came from the elders as a result of that, uh, just encouraging the congregation to become more involved in the community and become more committed to to prayer. So the idea was hatched um, to uh, pray across the whole of the BCP area. So we constructed a map and dropped map pins into it, Mm. Uh, for every street uh, in the in the conurbation, uh, they, they're blue to begin with, and uh, as we prayer walk each uh, road, so we turn the colour of the the pin to red, and uh, we're in the process of changing the the map from uh, blue to red. Well, it looks about fifty fifty at the moment. Just looking here, we've got around sixteen hundred roads done. It's um, a lot uh, of walking, a lot of praying. A lot of walking, a lot of praying, yeah. Now, you've had lots of adventures. I know that when you set out, um, you pray about the actual walk itself, don't you? But tell us some of the things that you encounter, you know, from people to even street names. Yeah, I think if you try and walk lots of streets, just praying the same thing over and over again, Lord, save people, Lord, move in this area like a broken record then isn't it? exactly yeah. very quickly your mind becomes tired and you end up walking down the aisles of b&q or or asda um and, and not on the prayer so i go for what i call visual stimulation um god used to say to ezekiel son of man what do you see and and so i look around to see what i can see and all sorts of things that i see stimulate the prayer so it might be street names it might be the names of famous preachers or missionaries and so i can pray you know for god to raise up preachers or to raise up people with a real evangelistic zeal it might be a name like um centurion close uh, which made me think of the centurion uh, who you know it was just a day at the office of him killing you know a couple of rabble rousers and thieves um but god saved him 
And so as I walked that road, it, it made me pray for people in their places of work, uh, you know, that they would encounter Christians there, that Christians would be faithful in their witness. Um, there was a defibrillator uh, on, on the wall in that close, and you've got <laughs> one outside the building here. Whenever yeah. I see those, I think, you know, you who were, were dead, he made alive. Um, and so I'm praying that sort of thing. So there's lots and lots of visual stimulus that can come, and it can be um, wells in people's gardens. I saw a stone which said, um, wherever you plant, wherever you're planted, grow with grace. You know, that's a great thing to pray, you know. That, yeah. Um, and it can be simple things, you know. And of course, you have God encounters. Like you come in with your T-shirt this morning, which says prayer walking for your community. Yeah. Now, clearly, uh, on your adventure so far, you and, and, and your fellow church members been meeting people what sort of things have been happening <clears throat> well i wear the t-shirt because it, it creates one of two reactions either people ask oh what's that about um or people shy away but even if they shy away they have seen that here's a guy walking the streets praying and it is designed to make them think um but yeah i can i can think of two encounters in, in particular one was a lady i met in the old uh, part of town and she was just scraping weeds from uh, the flagstones outside her house and along the joint between the, the, the path and her house. And I said to her, I said, how do they grow? There's nothing for them to grow out of. But all these little weeds were growing and she laughed and carried on <laughs> scraping. Um, and I said, I do admire the fact that you're looking after your place because all around her there was the evidence of squalor, beer cans, discarded needles and that kind of thing and she began to talk to me about the the issues in in the area and i said well i just really admire what you're trying to do and she had a very bejeweled cross around her neck and it was twinkling in the sunlight and i said i can't help noticing the the little cross you're wearing and she kind of clutched it nervously and she looked down at the bible i had in my hand because i i always carry a bible when i'm prayer walking and she said um, well i'm not religious she said but i do believe in a higher power so i began to talk to her about that higher power you know, and about the reality of God in our lives. And she said, oh, I, she said I, I do think about these things more and more as I get older. And I said, well, you will, because we're conscious of our mortality. And as we get towards the end of our lives, we begin to think about what lies ahead. And she said, yes, she said, um, especially with my health problems. You see, when people begin to talk, this, yeah. the, the doors begin to open. And I said, oh, what, can I ask what, what, what health issues? And she said, well, she said, I have COPD, uh, which is a kind of a respiratory circulatory issue. She said, my mother died when she was 62. It's a family thing. And I looked at her and I thought, well, you know, that's probably not more than five, seven years away for you that sort of age and uh, I said well look I said I'm a Christian I said you you believe in a higher power I said but I know the God to whom I pray I said and I believe that he heals I said can I pray for you for your health so she said yes so there and then within 10 minutes of meeting her I'm praying for her and normally when it comes to healing I'm, I'm quite circumspect you know I, I believe that healing is there I believe Jesus has made that available but I think it's very much at God's sovereign disposition but I found myself praying a very bold prayer for her it was just it just flowed and uh, as I was praying I, I said I pray that Lord that um, that this lady would mark this day as the day that her health turned the corner as a sign that you are real and that you are working today and uh, you know she was a little bit wide-eyed when I'd finished <laughs> and uh, I've been back down that road several times but she's not been out there to see and I haven't had the courage to knock on the door but I will because I want to follow that conversation up but you know there was a, a, a moment of, uh, of impact um, 
And then a second conversation that comes to mind, um, I because of the prayerful sort of visual thing um i was sort of looking around for the next thing to pray about and this lady came up to me and she said are you lost <laughs> now when you're out evangelizing what a great question to be asked are yes. you lost i said no i'm, I'm not lost uh, i said I'm, I'm walking thoughtfully she said oh, well i'll leave you to your thoughtful walk and i said well actually let me tell you what i am doing so i told her about the whole prayer walking thing and she was thrilled that somebody was praying for her area um, and she began to talk about the problems of, you know, of the antisocial uh, elements on that. And uh, as she turned to go away, I said to her, I said, Susan, do you have a, a faith story? And she um, she began to tell me, you have to forgive me because I'm reliving the moment and it's it was precious. Um, she said she began to talk about her father, who was a prisoner of war under the Japanese. He worked on the railway, the notorious railway. And she talked about the shattered man that came back from the war. And she talked about how as a, a child she would lie in bed and she'd hear her daddy crying out in the night in his dreams, in his nightmares. And as she was telling me this, her eyes were just full of tears. And... I was just reminded of the, the, the woman with the issue of blood who for 20 years had struggled. Um, and I thought, this woman has carried this pain and this burden for 60, 70 years probably. And I said, Susan, I don't believe God wants you to carry that pain any longer. Can I pray for you? So she said, yes. So holding onto a dog lead in one hand, I held her other and I prayed and I just prayed that the Lord would lift the pain, that he would take the sorrow away, that any burden of guilt that she felt, because I felt somehow in there there was a sense of guilt that she'd had it so easy and her daddy had struggled. And I asked that the Lord would replace her memories of him crying out at night with memories of his booming laughter as he enjoyed his family and when I'd finished, tears were just running down her eyes. And then she said something really strange. She said, can I come and stand behind you? Now, it was a cold day and there was a cold wind blowing. And I thought, well, she just wants to get out of the wind, bless her. So mm. I said, yes, that's, that's fine. And she came and she stood behind me. And the next thing I knew, she'd put her arms around my waist. She pressed her head in between my shoulder blades and she just squeezed. And I knew it was a very chaste way of her saying thank you. Mm. Now, whatever thoughts she'd set out with from home that day, I guarantee as she walked around the park, she had very different thoughts. And again, I said to her, I said, Susan, I said, I bring my children down here, my grandchildren. I said, we'll meet again. I said, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more. I haven't seen her yet, but I yeah, believe I will do. I'm sure you and will. And I believe that seeds were sown. Who knows? She might even be listening to us right now. She might be. Susan, if you are, God bless you. Uh, the It's just it's so exciting, isn't it? Because yeah. you've, in the space of about 10 minutes, you've just turned what some people might think, well, just an ordinary old walk yeah. into something, actually, which is a strong evangelical tool where God can intervene and introduce you to, well, you've mentioned two people, but I'm sure there's many more. Um, have the, have the, the church risen to the elders' request? Have other other yeah. people come alongside. Yeah, well, yes. This isn't this isn't a one man army thing. Uh, we've got um, some very committed people. I mean, there's one lady, Eleanor. Bless her. She's she, she won't like me for saying this, but she's the wrong side of seventy. But I think she's done somewhere around three hundred roads. Well done. You know, well that's, done, that's wonderful. You yeah, know. Um, so yeah, no, no. There's there's uh, several people have been really engaged with this, but. 
there's always room for more. Now, I'm glad you said that because obviously the the whole of BCP, how many roads are there? Um, at least 3,000. We put in 3,000 map pins, but we found new roads as we've gone. So I think it'll be closer to three and a half by the time we finish. So I guess this is a baton that other churches could pick up or people who are, who are even burdened, you know, for it. Uh, can that happen? Absolutely. I, I see no reason why a church couldn't uh, get a map out, um, draw a, either a circle or a square uh, with them in the centre and just look at those roads that they cover, you know, maybe just half a mile in each direction. Direction. That's not too much to cover. Um, but you'll find within that there may be three, four hundred roads. Um, so, you know, why not, you know, as a church, uh, if, if any church leaders are listening to this or if anybody, as you say, is, is personally motivated and thinks, oh, I could do this, um, get in touch with me through the station and I'll be happy to, uh, you know, to help support that. I know that obviously you've been doing this for a little while and and I know why you're doing it. But one of the things that you wrote to me about was often before God moves in a, in a, in a move of God or a revival of his people, that is often uh, has prayer and fasting and so on that goes before. Do you have a sense, does the church have a sense, that God is up to something special? Yes, I think so. Um the prayer walking is not the only thing we're doing uh, in terms of outreach. Uh, we have a thing called Gatehouse where we open up the church building twice a week and just have people coming in off the streets for uh, social interaction. And um, We have as many as 75 people some days coming into that. We have a, a ministry to Oasis, uh, which is a woman's refuge uh, service. We've seen people coming along. We run a confidence course for them. Um, and that's showing up because these same people are turning up on a Sunday morning um, and we are seeing new people coming every day and we're seeing people saved. And so, yes, it's, it's very exciting because, you know, the Lord honors his promise. You know, he says, pray the Lord of the harvest. The harvest is there. It's plentiful. What's lacking are the workers. You know, God in his wisdom has, has given us the task of, of evangelizing. Um, and when we do, surprise, surprise, God turns up, honors the commitment that we show and, and moves remarkably at times. And, and uh, so it's very much that adventure of faith. 